0: It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Thursday, February 4th, 2016. We have a dozen ships on our schedule and five that are offshore waiting to come in the river. How many of those we actually see today really depends upon the weather, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Overall, we have a small craft advisory for winds and hazardous seas in effect through late tonight and a gale watch in effect from late tonight through Friday evening. And today we'll hear the story of local heroes who rescued a fellow mariner at the port of Longview. But first, a look at our schedule for the day. The Columbia River Bar is on yellow status this morning. That means that um, the the bar pilots are looking very carefully at which ships to allow in, and um, it's all related to the weather. We have two inbounders. One is the Strigla, arriving from South Korea, headed for uh, the Astoria anchorage, and the Capitan Georgis, which is arriving from South Korea, also headed for Meniere's anchorage. Whether they come in and when they come in really depends upon the weather, so don't know when we're going to see those vessels cross the bar. They're both bulk carriers, and so if they are somewhat older, underpowered ships, uh, the pilots may ask them to wait until the weather abates a bit, which should happen, um, well, I guess we'll see. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have four vessels that are offshore awaiting orders, the ADS Galtesund, the Conti Spinel, the Belle Etoile, and the Peace Gem. Um, those are ships that you can see on the downtown waterfront. But there are also five others that are awaiting orders offshore, outside the mouth of the river in the ocean. They are the BTG Iger, the Navios Aldebaran, the BTG Kailash, the Pan Unity, the Sanit- the Santee Velocity, and the Arethusa. And uh, I bet you if you go to marinetraffic.com and click your way to the area just off the mouth of the river there in the ocean, you will see those vessels steaming around at slow speed, uh, waiting for the weather to get better so they can come into the river and waiting for room to come into the river. Um, in outbounders, um, all these vessels are tentatively, um, the departures start around noontime. really depends upon the weather again. The ATB Dublin Sea is in Portland with petroleum waiting to head out about noontime. If so, we might see her at about 7 p.m. passing Astoria. The Ho-Triton is a car carrier leaving Vancouver with Subarus on board on the schedule to leave about 12.30 p.m. Uh, That would put her past Astoria about 6.30 p.m. outbound. The Turquoise Ocean is in Longview, hoping to leave with wheat on board at about 12.30 p.m. If so, we might see her pass Astoria around 4 p.m. The Port Star is on the schedule to leave Kalama carrying wheat. She's on the schedule to depart around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound then around 10 if she does leave at that time. The Weaver Arrow is on the schedule to leave Portland. She's got soda ash on board, so leaving the Port of Portland around 6.30 p.m., they hope and passing Astoria outbound then around 12.30 a.m. on Friday. The Green Lake is another car carrier at the Port of Vancouver with Subarus on board on the schedule to depart at 10 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 4 a.m. on Friday morning. And our marine weather forecast overall, southwest winds 15 to 20 knots. The wind is going to shift around to the south in the afternoon, winds gusting to 25 knots earlier in the day, but we do have a gale watch in effect late tonight, so things are going to ramp up a bit. We have local wind waves four feet high at about five seconds between wave crests, but we also have westerly swells 20 feet high at 18 seconds apart. They're going to subside a little bit to 18 feet in the afternoon. Showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms before sunrise and then rain. Um, so if when the seas reach 20 feet on the Columbia River Bar, for instance, um, that will be a time to start... Um, deciding whether ships can come and go, and that's what's happening out there right now. So uh, depends depending on how seaworthy the vessels are, we may or may not see them on the river today. So it may be kind of quiet on the Columbia in terms of ship traffic going by today until the weather improves. Well, this is a story about a rescue that happened in Longview. It's a really interesting story about some uh, mariners helping other mariners. Now, those of, us, those of us who live near the river understand it's dangerous there, and falling in at any time of year is not something you really want to do. Cold water, swift currents, and even debris in the river can be problems anytime, but in winter, the window of opportunity for rescue because of hypothermia is smaller than during warmer months. The story of a New Year's Eve rescue by three longshoremen in Longview shows how much difference a bit of luck can make in whether someone lives or dies. And this is from the Longview Daily News, a great newspaper in many ways, and uh, one that has a lot of maritime news in it. Um, When I'm looking uh, to see what's going on at the port of Longview, I always look at that paper, and they always have good stuff. The reporter's name is Marissa Luck, who wrote this story. It could have been just another routine shift for three longshoremen on the Longview Port docks, yet their presence on a cold New Year's Eve morning helped prevent a tragedy. Millwright Kelly Palmer of Tootles said he was waiting in a truck with an alternate millwright, Lake Kell of Castle Rock. They were preparing to check a choke feeder, a machine that was loading soda ash onto the eighteen hundred foot long Saddler's Wells, a freighter tied up at berth two. At about 11 a.m., they saw crew members frantically running on deck, looking over the side and hollering. I jumped out of the truck and said, what's going on? And one of the cleanup guys said, I don't know. I think somebody's in the river, Palmer recalled. They never heard a splash through the noise of all the running machinery, but he and Kel ran down a gangway leading under the dock. They were joined by another millwright, Michael Ford of Rainier. The three headed for a series of walkways that crossed between the wooden pilings that support the dock. It was high tide shortly after the December storms, and the frigid, murky water under the docks was filled with debris. The massive bulk of the Sadler Wells formed a wall between the river and the dock's underside, darkening in already dim space. At first, we didn't see anything but a hard hat lying on top of the driftwood, Palmer said— Then they spotted a man who was not wearing a flotation device, he wasn't wearing a PFD, but had managed to hoist himself out of the water onto a wooden beam. He was standing on the beam and clinging to a piling, dripping and shivering. The man spoke broken English, but the three dock workers helped to guide him across slippery beams to a ladder. He was so weighed down by layers of wet clothing that Ford and Kell had to pull him up the steps. His lips were blue, but the man declined medical attention and quickly returned to the ship. The trio of heroes still don't know his name. Later, they learned that the man was the chief officer on the Sadler Wells. Apparently, he had been tracking the draft of the vessel, how deep it rests in the water as it filled with cargo. He stepped on a patch of ice on a wooden bumper and fell, plunging more than 20 feet into the water. He's lucky he went in where he did and not down river. Palmer observed. Another 20 feet downstream, there was nothing but logs and driftwood, Cal added, which could have caused severe injuries. And in spite of the high tide, the river was dead calm, so he wasn't whisked out by the current, Palmer said. Had the river been moving, it probably would have been completely different. Kel, Ford, and Palmer were honored at the Port of Longview commission meeting last week for their role in the rescue. The port noted that the quick actions of these men, Kelly Palmer, Lake Kel, and Mike Ford, likely saved this man's life. And that is a story from the Longview Daily News about a a rescue on New Year's Eve day at the port of Longview by some longshoremen who helped someone get out of the water. Um, I've read stories over the years of mariners dying at Longview falling overboard and simply being swept away or swept under the water. Among the hazards in Longview are strong currents that scour the banks sometimes, currents that can, as I said, pull a person under the water and hold them there and debris in the river. So a very happy ending to what could have been a very tragic situation. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program along with the ship's schedule on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.